You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome in to a Friday edition of the podcast. A whole lot to get to on today's show. It's a weekend preview, obviously, but none bigger than the showdown tonight at the Marriott Center. San Diego State in town to take on Mark Pope and the Cougar Cagers. We'll preview that matchup, what you can expect from the Aztecs as they do battle with the Cougars once again. The first real big matchup of the season for BYU in just their second game of the year. We'll give you more on that. We'll also talk about the pipeline BYU's got in terms of return missionaries coming into the program. Robbie McCombs over at Vanquish the Foe doing a great job. We'll examine some of what he had to say and of course talk about everything else going on in BYU sports news. The cross country programs hosting the Mountain Regional as they get ready for the national championships. So a whole lot to get to ahead on today. Showing our title sponsor today is our friends over at McDonald's. They've been proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty affordable food. It is an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Alright, without further ado, let's dive on in. It's Friday. Let's have some fun. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 12th, 2021. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning on my day job. But a big thank you once again for joining us here on your first listen of the day, well, at least what I hope to be your first listen of the day with the Locked On Cougars podcast. Yes, we want you guys, first thing, whenever you get going for your day, whether it's early in the morning or if you happen to be a late riser, You want to check us out first and get caught up on everything going on with the Cougars because our goal here is to make you the smartest BYU fans out there. So thank you for your support of the podcast as always and hope you all are doing great out there in Cougar Nation wherever you might be on this Friday. Now a huge matchup tonight in the Marriott Center with BYU men's basketball playing their second game of the season. They're going to take on San Diego State. That game tip-off set for 7 p.m. Mountain Time be televised on BYU TV and I think this is going to be a huge game for BYU and it actually kicks off what should be a number of high profile non-conference matchups and when I say a number of them it's because obviously you can have injuries and that type of stuff as the season progresses obviously diminish what uh, teams are going to do but San Diego State is one of the best programs in the Mountain West Conference. I think most people in the MWC think that Colorado State is the odds-on favorite to win that conference. But I'm never going to count San Diego State and Brian Dutcher out of anything when it comes to men's basketball. This is a proud program, have been built up nicely, and what they've done is, I think, two single-digit seeds in a row, and you have to take the 2020 season and understand that had the NCAA tournament taken place, San Diego State that season probably was looking at a number two seed. So, you know, BYU was sad about missing out on that tournament experience. You can guarantee San Diego State was thinking, okay, we can make the final four here. But huge matchup tonight. Like I mentioned, 7 o'clock tip on BYU TV, also on the BYU Sports Network radio-wise, and also streaming on the BYU TV app. If you want to watch it that way, stream it on whichever device you happen to be using. But 
I very much look forward to this game. I'm planning on being there to cover it uh, for my station and also for the podcast. We'll have post-game reaction for you guys once this goes final. But the things you need to know about San Diego State is this is a team that's a little bit in flux. They're reloading a little bit this year, speaking of the Aztecs, but they do have a huge talent that transferred in from the Pac-12, and that is Matt Bradley. In their season opening win, San Diego State beat UC Riverside 66-53 on Tuesday night. Well, all I can say is Matt Bradley was marvelous. 33 minutes, 8 of 13 from the field. Funny enough, no three-pointers. He is a guard, but he was 7-9 from the free throw stripe with 23 points for San Diego State in that win over UC Riverside. Bradley was an all-Pac-12 talent coming in from Cal to San Diego State. He's a native of San Bernardino, California. He's six foot four, 220 pounds, a well put together athlete, and he's going to get BYU fits. He's not the tallest guy out there. Like I said, six four. That's not elite height, but this dude can absolutely fill it up. When you're all Pac-12 playing for the Cal Golden Bears, who are like the doormat of the Pac-12 right now, you know you've got some talent because the rest of the team around you up there in Berkeley was not very good. But Matt Bradley fantastic talent. He figures to be San Diego State's leading scorer all year long. I think of it this way. Matt Bradley, to me, is kind of the Alex Barcelo for BYU. And Bradley's been in San Diego for, what, six months at the very most. He's only played one game officially with them in that win over UC Riverside. But I see a lot of talent from him, and I expect that he is going to be a handful for BYU to bottle up in this game. Their second leading scorer in that game is his backcourt running mate, Trey Pulliam, 15 points in that win. Uh, He is very much kind of a nice counterweight to what you're going to see from Matt Bradley. Pulliam, a much smaller player. He's a senior, 6'3", 180 pounds, but very experienced, and those two... BYU's going to be very good on the perimeter. I look at guys on BYU's roster in terms of, okay, who's going to stop these guys, Jake? Well, the guys you're going to expect to stop them are guys like Gideon George, who can play and defend at a high level at four different positions, it feels like. I think he'll be able to bottle up a guy like Matt Bradley. And then you're also going to rely on T. John Lucas and Alex Barcelo, who are actually pretty good defenders in their own right, to go heads up with Trey Pulliam. I think the BYU needs to make sure they do not allow do not allow either one of these players to beat them. If somebody else on San Diego State's team is going to beat you, okay, you take it and say tip your cap to them and say props to you guys. But there is a very important part of this ball game is making sure that the perimeter for BYU is defended very well. Now, conversely, BYU on the perimeter on offense, I want to see more consistent shooting and more shooting from the perimeter. I was told going into the season that perimeter shooting from three-point was going to be an initial weakness for BYU, and the hope was that as the season progressed, they'd get better from it. We all saw that in that win over Cleveland State. Uh, It was actually thanks to Alex Barcelo that BYU pulled it out in the end, and I want to see Alex Barcelo shooting more than he was in that game against Cleveland State. He's always been a selfless player, a guy who's more than happy to set up his teammates, But with guys like Rich Harward out for the foreseeable future, it sounds like he's going to be out for a minimum of three to four weeks. Uh, I know that uh, Vanquish the Foe reported that, and some other people have mentioned it to me. that It's it's probably a month or so before he really will have any chance of coming back, which is a big bummer if you're a BYU fan because – Truly, BYU is pretty thin on the front line once again suddenly if a guy like Rich Hardward is unavailable. But if you're going to lose this game to San Diego State, don't let Trey Pulliam or Matt Bradley be the guy that does it. 
Stopping them is much easier said than done, obviously, because they're fantastic talents. There's a reason why they're the leading scorers for San Diego State, but... I think that if you're going to go out into this game and how you're going to game plan for it, at least if I were game planning for it, I'd say we're locking down those two guys. If somebody else steps up and beats us, okay, so be it. We tip our cap to them. Nathan Mensa is a good forward for them. Many of you remember him. Uh, I believe it was his twin brother or just his brother was also on this roster. But Nathan Mensa is a senior. He had eight points and ten rebounds in that win over UC Riverside. A very, very good big man. And it's going to be very important for guys like Fuseni Triori as well as Gavin Baxter. Despite being on a minutes restriction for Baxter, they're going to have to do their best to box him out and rebound as a team. BYU doesn't have their best big guy in the middle. Rich Harward, what he is, is he is an elite rebounder. Without that, you're going to have to rebound as a team. Guys like Caleb Lohner, Gideon George, they're going to have to use their physicality and their length to get in there and rebound the basketball. BYU has to make up for the loss of Rich Harward as a team. You're not going to do that with just one player. There's not a like-for-like replacement on the roster for Rich Harward. So, as a team, BYU needs to be much better at rebounding the ball. They need to shoot better from the perimeter. And the other thing I been concerned about since the preseason is the free throw shooting. I want to see people outside of Alex Barcelo show they can make free throws at a high clip. Now, if Alex Barcelo is making a parade to the free throw line, I'm very confident in him. He has been lights out since the day he stepped foot on campus in Provo, shooting from the charity stripe. So, those three things are what I'd focus on and also on the defensive end. You just make sure that the guard line for San Diego State, those aren't the guys who are going to beat you. Speaking of both Trey Polium and Matt Bradley, let somebody else beat you. If, that, if they're going to beat you, great. Like I said, you just move on and say, okay, we'll get ready for number 13 Oregon next Tuesday up there in Portland. But this is the first of some really, really big matchups in the non-conference for BYU. And by the way, congratulations to Cameron, one of our longtime listeners. He is going to the game tonight. He was very quick on the trigger, got the right answer. It was Jarko Album who was BYU's leading scorer in that win in 1997 down there at Viejas Arena, the opening game of that new arena in San Diego. Many of you might remember Jarko, a unique name in BYU basketball history, but he led the Cougars that night with 18 points and 11 rebounds in Steve Cleveland's head coaching debut. And BYU, funny enough, I don't know how many of you remember the debacle that was the 1996 season. We saw Roger Reed get fired. Uh, Tony Engel was the interim head coach. BYU won one game that year, beating Utah State, and then was on a 21-game losing streak before opening the 1997 season with that win at San Diego State. So some history between these two programs. We all know it was San Diego State. You can go back to the Kawhi and Jimmer era. You can go more recently. They've gone back and forth in these games in the past couple of years, and looking forward to another classic, hopefully, tonight playing at the playing out at the Marriott Center. Once again, tip-off in that game, 7 o'clock Mountain Time on BYU TV. Now, want to continue with a little bit of a conversation about BYU basketball here and what they're going to do in terms of talent that's coming into the program over the next few years because we've talked this week a lot about the fact that the Big 12 is coming calling. Well, I guess it's not coming calling. BYU is going to be a member of the Big 12. Well, what kind of talent that you may have forgotten about is out in the mission field right now that may help bolster BYU's roster in the coming months and years as they get ready for Big 12 action? Well, Thankfully, guys like Robbie McCombs are out there to save the day. We'll talk about what he put together for Vanquish the Foe coming up here momentarily. First, though, our broadcast today is brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. 
They've been proudly serving communities since 1965. Absolutely love this place because it's always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food, which I'm a big fan of the food, but it's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. I've used McDonald's Wi-Fi for so many things. I've posted audio. I used to be a statistician for high school sports. I've written articles. I've used Wi-Fi at McDonald's multiple times to accomplish all of those tasks. I've sent audio back to my radio station at a McDonald's. You name it, I've probably done it there. I grew up going to birthday parties and hanging out in the play areas at my local McDonald's. You guys all know how important McDonald's probably were to your lives, or if they weren't, I would encourage you guys to start making them an important part of your life because they truly are a community center. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect today. Did somebody say a Locked On Cougars watch party? Yes, they did. I just said it. So we'll see if we can work on that as well. And now for my favorite part, I truly mean this, my favorite part of doing this entire read, I'm loving it. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at All Guard Pest Control. Absolutely love this company. They do a great job. Whether it's residential or commercial pest control that you need, they have got the expertise, the manpower, and just the overall know-how to take care of the problem the right way the first time and make sure it's gone forever. I can attest to this because they've taken care of my home. What I love about All Guard is they offer uh, plans that fit with what you're looking for. You want a one-time service, you got a one-time need, they're happy to come out and treat you guys. They will take care of it and then they move on. They're not going to lock you into a contract that requires quote-unquote follow-up visits that you're like, why are they still coming back out here? That's not how they operate. They're straightforward in their business approach. They also offer what they call their quarterly pest control program. They come out once every three months, make sure your home has a barrier up around it to protect it from that season's what they call hot pests. So this time of year as the weather gets colder, spiders and mice are trying to move inside the foundations of your home. They want to be where it's warm just like we do as humans. Well, they'll make sure that that is not a problem for you. You're not getting a surprise when you move that box or something skittering around in your kitchen. They are going to make sure that is never going to be an issue this winter. Like I mentioned, they'll come out once every three months. During the summer months, they take care of the wasps, spring, ants. You get the gist, you get the gist of what I'm talking about. So feel free to give them a call anytime you need their services. The best part about it, they're a local company with five-star reviews up and down the board. They do it the right way, and they are as professional as anybody out there. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of All Guard. They've taken care of my home. Seth, the owner, is a huge BYU fan to boot, and he would love nothing more than to chop it up about the Cougars while he's treating your home. So feel free to reach out anytime you need their services. 801-851-1812 is the phone number. 801-851-1812. Or go to their website, allguardpestcontrols.com. That's allguardpestcontrols with an S, dot com. Or once again, that phone number, 801-851-1812. Make sure to tell them that J-Catch and Locked On Cougar sent you when you give them that call. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Hope you all are doing great once again, wherever you might be on this fine Friday. A lot to get to still ahead on today's show, but let's take a minute and talk about the future of the men's basketball program. Mark Pope obviously will be gearing up for Big 12 membership beginning in 2023, but BYU has got to be ready when they do make that jump to the Big 12 because the talent base in that conference, and we talked about this a little bit on yesterday's podcast as well, is going to be absolutely insane. I truly believe it is going to be the premier basketball conference in the entire country. Eat your heart out, Big East. Eat your heart out, Big Ten, ACC, uh, SEC, meh. 
You can eat your heart out, any one of you. And I would throw the, the new Big 12 as constituted beginning in 2023. And even for the time being, if you're going to add Oklahoma and Texas to the mix for a year or two, that is going to be an absolute dogfight to win that conference. The good news is for BYU is they don't have to go in and be expected to win the Big 12. This is different than when BYU joined the West Coast Conference. We all thought that BYU, and I, I, trust me, I said we, speaking of myself, I thought BYU was going to go into the big, not the Big 12, they were going to go into the West Coast Conference, they were going to punk Gonzaga and become the dominant force in the WCC. Well, I was a fool because a decade plus later, Gonzaga is the number one ranked team in the country. They have not won a national title quite yet, but it feels like it's only a matter of time before they ultimately break through and win that national title. The difference is BYU gets ready for the Big 12 is that it's so competitive that BYU doesn't necessarily go in there having championship aspirations. Would it be great to win the Big 12 title? Absolutely. Anybody who wins the Big 12 championship in this new constituted format that BYU will be joining, you're going to be a one seed. And you might be the top overall seed in the NCAA tournament if you win this conference. But BYU has to make sure their talent is up to par as they join that conference. And that's where our good friend Robbie McCombs comes into this discussion. He wrote a really cool article for Vanquish the Foe. And by the way, if you're not reading Vanquish the Foe on the daily, I would encourage you to make it part of your routine similar to this podcast. Robbie is over there just absolutely grinding. I know guys like Nick Lee are also on the staff over there doing great stuff. But he wrote about the BYU basketball talent pipeline, mainly guys who are out on missions currently. I know many of you, when a guy goes on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, it's out of sight, out of mind. You kind of forget about these guys, and they show back up. You're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that guy. Oh, that guy over there, he's really good, too. Well, let's talk about some of the talent that's out in the mission field currently, and we'll break them down. I think Robbie did a great job on this, and I'm going to link this story in the show notes if you want to go read it for yourselves. And he starts off with Richie Saunders, and I'm a big fan of Richie Saunders. He's yet another product of the Wasatch Academy down there in Mount Pleasant, Utah. He was teammates at Wasatch Academy with both Caleb Lohner and Fusini Traore. He was the best shooter in the country, actually, excuse me, probably the best shooter in the state of Utah, one of the best in the entire country, and chose B. BYU over offers over offers from schools like Creighton, Oregon State, Utah State, and Utah. A top 300 recruit. He's not on the same level as Colin Chandler, who committed yesterday, who's a top 30 recruit. But top 300 is not bad. What I love about Richie Saunders is he's six foot five, a pure shooter with a six eight wingspan. That's what I love about him. He projects as a true 3 and D guy, and even more so than most guys who come in with a sweet shooting stroke. Think of, uh, let's say, and I love Trevin Nell. I think his story's fantastic. He's been a good player for BYU during his time as a Cougar so far. I'd like him to be more consistent from beyond the arc. But Richie Saunders, to me, screams Trevin Nell's ability, but more consistent shooting-wise, with also what I think is elite-level athleticism to play defense. That's what I love about Richie Saunders. He's currently on, on his mission. He is expected to be back next year in 2022. He'll be flanked by Dallin Hall, Mr. Basketball from the state of Utah, out of Fremont High School up there in northern Utah. Dallin Hall was far and away the best individual basketball player when he was a senior at Fremont. And obviously, the Mr. Basketball Award, it is the MVP of the state. But Dallin Hall, six foot three, and you would think he plays like he's six foot nine. This is a dude who just gets after it on every part of his game. He can score, he can pass, he can defend. And I love this kid as a basketball player. 
I, I, I think he'll ultimately be a point guard at the, at the collegiate level. At six foot three, you're a little limited in terms of your overall size. But I'm not counting anything out of what Dallin Hall can accomplish at BYU. I like Robbie in his article. He says he says Hall will quickly be a rotational player for BYU and likely a starter soon in his BYU career. It wouldn't surprise me if he came home in fabulous shape. He could step in and start right away. He is that good, folks. When BYU landed Dallin Hall, I was ecstatic. I thought he was an absolute home run get. And we're looking at guys like Colin Chandler suddenly as a five-star or four-star prospect. Dallin Hall, I think, was only a three-star prospect, but he averaged just under 23 points a game at Utah in Utah high school basketball at the highest level in the 6A ranks. Fantastic player. I'm very excited to see him. Now, the third guy that coming in next year as part of the 2022 team, is Tanner Toulson. He is the son of BYU legend Andy Toulson. And Tanner is a guy we had on this podcast. He's a late bloomer. He was five foot six as a freshman, blossomed during his high school career up there in Washington. He's now a six foot five pure stroking shooter. Uh, he led, uh, let's see, what was it? Helen Union High School to a 27 and one record, was Mr. Basketball for the state of Washington, averaged 23 points, eight and a half rebounds, and three assists as a senior. As we mentioned, he was five foot six freshman has become a six foot five just piece of clay that you can continue to mold I don't think he has maxed out his ability as a basketball player because when you're five foot six you're limited in terms of what you can do as a basketball player and his dad talked about the fact that he was just too small really to do stuff and he talked about it on this podcast I was five foot six I wasn't sure if I was ever going to grow well when you grow almost a foot over the next three years it's pretty impressive and I really do think that Tanner Toulson is kind of the guy you look at and say okay what ultimately could he become and only time will tell, but very much look forward to seeing those three joining the program next year. And beyond that, so 2023, so these guys who are coming back uh, from in 2023, actually only one of them, excuse me, Jake Wallen, who is a small forward slash power forward type, six foot seven product of Timview High School. Uh, 2023, Jake Wallen's going to get home and he's going to step right in to the Big 12. He will never have played in the West Coast Conference. And that's actually interesting to think it's that soon, but also that far off. What I like about Jake Wallen is he has got length to, uh, to him. We talked about Richie Saunders being 6'5 with a 6'8 wingspan. Jake Wallen, while he may be skinny, he's got all the athleticism and all of the um, ability just to have that length that allows him to defend both forward spots. Do I think he ends up as a power forward? He's going to have to put on some weight if he ultimately wants to play that four spot, but I do think at six foot seven, he is your prototypical small forward type. While his outside shot wasn't necessarily the most consistent, uh, I, I think he needs to uh, be better in terms of shooting the three consistently. The one thing he does have is, like I said, that length to defend. I, he's a very good slasher, by the way. He was fantastic at Tim View. He'd take it to the hoop and dunk on fools, and it's fun to watch that. So I think there's a lot of nice athleticism in his game. And funny, the player comp that uh, Robbie put here in his article, he actually put Lee Kamard up there. And I actually think Lee Kamard's a very good comp for Jake Wallen. Kamard nece- wasn't necessarily the most polished in any single facet of the game, it felt like. But what he was, was a con- consummate competitor who made good on all of his skills and improved them along the way. And I think Jake Wallen is that same type of player. So very much looking forward to seeing him joining the program in 2023. And then the final thing here from uh, Robbie McCombs is he actually brought up an interesting 
interesting uh, prospect that BYU is tracking, and that is Draven Gibbs Lawhorn, who is currently playing at the Real Salt Lake Academy in Harriman, Utah. Uh, Dave Evans, the former Wasatch Academy head coach, is the head coach up there. He's the top-rated recruit in the state of Utah and a high-end four-star talent. BYU has reached out to him. He actually visited BYU. I had completely missed this, and Robbie, to his credit, found this and has been highlighting it. He visited BYU the weekend of the Utah game and posted about it on his Instagram handle. So he got to experience some pretty fun atmosphere with Lavelle Edwards Stadium absolutely rocking as BYU beat Utah. Uh, Gibbs Lawhorn is not currently, fr- oh, he's not currently, he's currently in Utah, but he's not originally from the state of Utah. He's from Indiana, so he's a transplant here, but apparently BYU's been on him early on and that'd be another big pickup for the Cougars if they can land him and That'd actually be uh, pretty impressive considering this guy is more highly rated than Colin Chandler. We just talked about that Colin Chandler is a top 30 recruit. Well, you might have two top 30 recruits if you were able to land a kid like Dre Gibbs Lawhorn. And I, I think that Real Salt Lake Academy and David Evans' connection to BYU should be a plus for BYU. He's close by. He knows what the Cougars are all about. And if they continue to win at a high clip, there's no reason to think that he might think, well, I can just go right down the road here and play high-level hoops right here in Utah. So a lot of good things happening for the Cougars. And obviously we'll continue to track this as things come down the pipe, but we'll have you covered on this. And like I said, I'm going to link this story in the show notes. So you guys can read up on more on this from Robbie McCombs. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at bet online. They are back and better than ever with a brand new web interface for the start of the basketball season. It features more props, odds and lines than ever before. And they remain your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. You can head to their new up, updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to receive that 50% welcome bonus. Really simple and it's free money for you guys to play with from basketball to football to NHL to boxing to UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games online. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available from betonline.ag as they are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. That's betonline where the game starts starts. One more time out on today's show to talk about our good friends over at Built Bar. Absolutely love this company because not only are they trying to revolutionize the protein bar game, they're trying to help BYU football get a leg up on their competition. It's been a lot made of name, image, and likeness with Built Bar recently, but I can tell you this much. Built Bar is doing it the right way, and BYU football players are the beneficiaries. You may have seen recently on social media, they had them all out to the Built Bar headquarters, gave every member of the BYU football program a pair of brand new Jordans. This is what it's all about, folks. And when you support Built Bar, you're supporting BYU football because a portion of what you buy from Built Bar is funneled right into the BYU football program via that name, image, and likeness agreement they have with each BYU football player. So get to Built.com right now. Place your order. While you're there, you can use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your order. I've gotten to know the folks over at Built Bar. I'm a huge fan of Built Bars. If any of you have been listening to this podcast for any length of time, know how much of an aficionado I am, but you guys can get to Built.com right now, support BYU football by supporting our friends at Built Bar, and while you're there, they'll save you some coin as well by using the promo code LOCKED15 for that 15% off of your order. So once again, that's Built.com, promo code LOCKED15, support BYU football by supporting our friends at Built Bar. 
Before we go here on this Friday edition of the show, let's wrap things up and wrap up the week with everything you need to know about BYU sports going into the weekend. Let's start off with this. The NCAA Mountain Regional, one of the top regionals, if not the top regional when it comes to cross country. Some of the best teams, if not the best teams, competing at Timpanogos Golf Club in Provo today. The women's 6K race starts at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. Men's 10K starts at noon. Free admission if you want to get down there to Timpanogos Golf Club and watch the Cougars, both the men's and women's teams, try and win the regional and obviously punch their ticket to the national championships. I fully expect both BYU teams to make it, but as I mentioned, this regional, one of the best, if not the best in the entire country, Northern Arizona on the men's side of things competing in this. So uh, going to be very interesting. The 2021 NCAA championships will be hosted by Florida State in Tallahassee, Florida. That'll be on Saturday, November 20th. So big opportunity for BYU. The men's team is ranked number eight in the latest national rankings released earlier this month. On the women's side of things, uh, they are ranked number four in the national rankings. But as I said, the expectation is on their home course, so to say, in their home turf. They should defend their home turf nicely and hopefully make a Oh, not make, but punch their ticket to the national championships. Other notes, congratulations to the women's soccer program. Eight All-West Coast Conference honors. Michaela Coulihan was the Offensive Player of the Year for the third time straight. Legendary player for BYU, Michaela Coulihan. If you've not had an opportunity to see her play, she's been an absolute legend for BYU. She was one of three Cougars named to the All-WCC first team, joining senior forward Cameron Tucker and sophomore midfielder Jamie Shepard. As you mentioned, Coolahan was also named the WCC's inaugural midfielder, midfielder of the year, in addition to being Offensive Player of the Year. Sophomores Brecken Mozingo and Bella Felino received second-team honors, and then sophomore midfielder and defender Olivia Smith was also named to the WCC All-Freshman team. So congratulations to all players from the women's soccer program. Really fun to see them receive those honors, and they are all very much deserving of them as well. And then the final two notes for you guys is congratulations to the women's basketball program. Jeff Judkins announced the signing of two recruits that will join the program next season. Shayla Gilmer is a six foot one player out of Aliso Viejo, California, and Alyssa Blanc, a six foot two local product from Olympus High School in the Salt Lake Valley, will be the new additions for BYU. Both of them are kind of guard forward combos, but Always good to see new talent joining the women's basketball program, and we'll hope to see them on the court next year as they join Jeff Judkins' program. Now, I talked about an email I received yesterday. I wanted to hit one other one today, and it comes from a longtime friend of the podcast, Joel Willardson, and he sent this, and the subject says, BYU's Bowl and Georgia Southern. He says, Jake, I've been thinking about BYU's Bowl game this year, and even though I think the New Year's Six is a long shot, the Cougars could still have a good opponent. I think UTSA would be very fun considering the Roadrunners' record and the recent history the two teams have, but then this is where it got fun for me. My family is going to the Georgia Southern game next week. Uh, Joel, previously, I believe you guys lived up in the Northeast. Was it Connecticut, if I recall correctly, Joel? But says, we moved to a town in North Carolina called Pinehurst this summer. Um, Joel, I think anybody who knows anything knows where Pinehurst, North Carolina is. All I'm going to say about this, Joel, is the fact that you are now living in Pinehurst, North Carolina. I'm coming to visit. Can I, you know, stay at your house and play some golf? I'm, just ask your parents. Uh, I think it'd be kind of fun. But really cool to see you guys in Pinehurst, North Carolina, as they're headed to the Georgia Southern game. Because I'm excited to see how many BYU fans will show up. Thanks for keeping me updated on BYU Sports. Signed, Joel Willardson. Well, Joel, thank you for the email. And as I said, I'm serious about that. 
that. If you if you you're living in Pinehurst, North Carolina, certain course uh, called Pinehurst Number Four, I'd like to play. So if you have any connections, you know, to get me on that course, let's chat. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. A big thank you to all of you. Enjoy the game tonight, BYU and San Diego State. The bye week for BYU football is over officially on Monday. We get right back into it, getting you ready for that Georgia Southern game. Very much excited to break that down all next week, so stay tuned for that and have a great weekend out there wherever you might be. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Now go make Locked On Big 12 your second listen and get ready for the weekend ahead in Big 12 football. Josh Neighbors does a great job catching you up on everything in that conference in 30 minutes or less. It is free and available on all podcasting platforms. That'll do it. Have a good one. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 12th, 2021, and we will catch you guys soon.